0: You have officially been cleared for communication with the
1: Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts' code names are Luke. It comes out in these locker rooms and shit. Like I've, I've heard bona fide stories, uh, verified stories of like the baseball team at Eastern all getting together and masturbating with each other in the same room. Mike.
0: I appreciate the outfits of Payne Stewart wore. He looked like an old school racist golfer. Like he he wasn't a racist as far as I know, but. You know like the vagger bands racist golfers of the old timey days yep it takes two. Welcome to the Is It Safe Talk Show. We're still here. You've been wondering, what the fuck, assholes? Where you been? What are you doing? You guys still doing the show?
2: That's putting it mildly.
0: Just putting it mildly. We're <laughs> back. We're still here. Michael Govier, Is It Safe Talk Show oh, with Luke Horlbeck. Hello, Lucas. Hello, Michael. You're here. You're now a father.
1: Now a father. <laughs> Whole new world. <laughs>
0: you did it. You did it, folks. Now speaking... Or you're now hearing from Luke, the father. He's going to be a different version of himself on this show going forward. He's going to be much more um, reserved, patient, kind, and understanding. He's going to go the extra mile. He's not going to curse, and he's going yeah. to bring a whole new attitude. Yeah. yeah oh, not.
1: <laughs> no, dude. No. That's, I'll, I'll do my best, but... All the improvements in my personal life, uh, I'll dedicate them towards the baby. Everybody else still gets the same, the same uh, disgruntled <laughs> me. Oh,
0: okay. That's good. Well,
1: the reason I say it's just the
0: two of us is it's permanent now. There were four of us when this thing started, once upon a time. We did the first show, I believe, if you check on your Spotify, your Apple podcast, or whatever you listen to for the Is It Safe Talk Show, the first show was marked as November... Fifth, twenty twenty, somewhere around there, on November twelfth. I could double check it, but uh, there was four of us. Matt was a part of the show, yep, and he left after a while. Wow, dude! And now Scott. Yes, Scott is gone. Scott is a good man, and we've got no beef whatsoever with Scott. We love John Scott. He is a great human being, and we're gonna miss him. <laughs> He was a wonderful dude, and he gave everything to this show. He gave us his heart, his time, his energy, his comedy, his uh, connection, you know? Without him, we wouldn't have Danny Bennett. Danny is one of a great, is it safe, talk show, uh, not Uh, listeners. He's a part of us. He's part of our community. He's like the original OG of this show, and we would not have Danny without Scott. So, Danny, just know that we don't want you to leave because Scott is stepping aside. Me and Luke big fans of yours
1: absolutely why don't you stick around stick around baby stick around any farewell words about scott come on look i he's he's uh one of my favorite people on the planet so you know we we all know he he did everything he fucking could but he's got a he's got a crazy work schedule um you know, sometimes schedules end up becoming incompatible. And I think in a, in a weird way, that's, it's just a function of, it's just a function of like three different people having three different lives and three different things to, to, to tend to. So yeah, man, he's, his voice is, is always insanely missed. Uh, it's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. And, uh, you know, he's always, he's always uh, got a green light to just jump back on the show whenever the hell he wants. So I'm hoping, oh, I'm yeah, hoping we'll have him absolutely. many, many times. It just can't be, yeah, just that, can't be like on a regular basis, which is unfortunate, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll make it work when we can. Doctors
0: say he's got a 50, 50 chance of living. though so there's only a 10% chance of that. No, nah, he's gonna be around probably, but he's got a lot going on. And you know, relativity of life and how things affect us and what's going on in the macro world. Like, there's a lot of shit we've missed here. That, I mean, we're gonna talk about oh, it. Yeah. We've got thoughts, and we wanna we wanna be there for you. We're we're also making a proclamation here that me and Luke are here. We're ready to rock, and we're gonna be doing consistent shows going forward. No more gaps. No more. Oh, yeah. Fucking around. We're gonna we're gonna lock in. We're gonna be consistent. This is Monday president's day all hail who's your favorite president out there email the Ooh. show is it a safe pod at gmail.com i'd have to say uh millard fillmore is underrated he was uh, <laughs> well. uh who's a guy? tippy canoe and tyler too. john tyler he did a lot in that short time he was around or was it? He- the first president to die was it william henry harrison or john tyler i can't remember either yeah. way who gives a shit that's how people think about presidents like who was the first one to die in office that's how we look at it we don't think about the wonderful things that they did for us <laughs> we talk about things that have nothing to do with helping people i yeah. can't
1: think of for things they didn't do
0: sometimes people will stretch yeah they'll be like oh uh well, FDR did the new some new deal stuff, and there actually were a few decent things in there. Yes, yeah, so that actually is true. And maybe uh you know, the great society that Lyndon Johnson failed to do because he killed his predecessor, but uh you know, <laughs> there's no proof of that. <laughs> we can't prove that. So. <laughs> <laughs> can't prove Allegedly. that.
1: Allegedly. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, no, uh, I don't according think... to Oliver Stone's Bizarro World, <laughs> I don't think he had anything to do with it. Uh, Oliver Stone's second documentary, I thought no. was really uh really annoying, like the Or the doc? Oh, you watched the yeah the Showtime documentary. Yeah, the follow
0: up. And I, this is the JFK follow up to the movie, kind of like thirty years later. Oliver Stone checks in on JFK, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was, I was actually pretty excited about it, just you know, given the fact that I loved uh, JFK the movie so much. But I mean, that's just such a cinematic experience, and. You know, as the uh, Chapo guys pointed out, uh, it's a deep, dark uh, gay conspiracy to kill the president, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, And (laughs) it just has like no fucking bearing. And in fact, and he did the uh, documentary. I thought that would be so much more grounded. And I guess in a way it was, but he has this dependency on weird anecdotal evidence, which I was really disappointed in because I thought, you know, if anyone would at least give it like, you know, the good old college try and put everything, put everything on the record, maybe it would be him. But I don't know, man. I I still feel like there's definitely something fishy going on there. And, uh, you know, with all the new release documents and stuff that have come out recently. And uh, what is this guy's name? John Morley, or I think that's his name. John Morley, who has been investigating this for years and has been reading through all of the oh, released, shit, I- all of the release documents redacted and otherwise and uh you know his basic opinion is like clearly something was fucked up uh clearly the cia had something to do with this uh doesn't necessarily mean there was a conspiracy to assassinate the president but uh something was definitely something definitely slipped through the fucking cracks or they fucked up and like that's why they've been hiding these documents forever because there was some fucking dipshit, you know, probably some bureaucrat, some fucking desk jockey that, you know, fucked up some timing yep. numbers or whatever. So, well, if you
0: watch yeah. The Irishman, they really they don't even beat around the bush about how they had to take care of business with Kennedy. They got him elected, and they had to take him out, dude. That's what The Irishman says. I, if you, this is what's so stupid about relying on films in Hollywood for your actual this, historical reference movie, points
1: That movie really annoyed me. I thought that. I heard so many good things from people that I respected. Shut up! I've, I, I could barely watch that fucking thing. I had to watch it. I had to like put it on three different times just to finish it. Did you like that movie? Power I watched
0: Spend? it a second. The first time I watched it, I came away like, eh. But then I watched it a couple weeks, or last month, actually, to do a second update to check back in after the first rewatch when it came out in 2019. And... I found it to be fascinating, high, highly entertaining, hmm. uh, ludicrous because old man De Niro That's is much. trying to be forty years old, and he's got these. The he does this waddle, and he doesn't. He doesn't have the flexibility. Yes. in his arms yeah. to, he <laughs> to throw guns in rivers. So he looks like an old man who's supposed to be forty
1: throwing a gun in a river. It's hilarious. Looks like. But besides that, Luke. I'd, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he looks like one of those old like cowboy action figures that's bow legged just so it fits over the horse and like he's got no yeah. mobility in any limb whatsoever like is his fucking hips look so his dumb hips are tight because they're probably fake his fucking knees are tight because they're probably fake too it's all just mechanics it's all just mechanical motion <laughs> under his fucking waist <laughs> and and he comes out he, he looks l- s- he's looking 35 stupid. yeah he looks 35 and he's walking like he's 107
0: Yes. Yeah. That's no, I exactly, couldn't. I, the point. I, I could not get over that. I just I couldn't.
1: I tried. You know, I tried to just like suspend disbelief and just be like, okay, all right, I get it. I get what they're doing, but no, I this de aging shit needs to stop. I'm sorry. Somebody hits their limit. Use different actors. There are different actors out there. There are people that could even do a a De Niro impression if you want them to. There are people that are Irish that could do that. Yeah. De Niro's a fucking Italian. Get a fucking Irish guy.
0: Well, I thought it was entertaining the second time I watched it, I will say. And then when I read about it more, I agreed with somebody's assessment about it's a highly entertaining piece, but it's filled with factual trash. Oh my God. Just total he, trash. He, so, uh, so, so I kind of agree with that sentiment because I did enjoy the second watch. I, it is – it's all bullshit, but if, like, you're a conspiracy nut, you're just going to come in your pants the whole time while you're watching the film. It's so highly entertaining in that respect. And it does hint on actual things that did happen. You know, there were – Joseph Kennedy did have relations with certain people in that world. That's not, that's true. That's like, we don't know the extent, I don't believe. Even if you think you do, if you read a book or you watched a movie or a documentary. So it hints on things that were very close to reality, but then it just takes them and Goes in massive leaps, but I think the one thing it didn't take a leap on was Jimmy Hoffa's huge ego, massive ego. I don't think that, I think that was spot on, and it was great to see late in life Pacino kill it. I thought he was really good as Hoffa.
1: You know what? That was, that was the only part of the de-aging thing that didn't distract me too much. I, I really did think he, first of all, he, he pulled off because, Um. uh, you're right uh it is I think is you're having the, some you get, connection you issues like you sound like uh looking like you know him? that
0: sound you know it's how you get like Ey, Am Ey, I that? are you hearing me luke i'm hearing you just fine you're having some bogus reception uh, well that's funny because you're cutting out uh, how about now do i sound i think it's just your connection issue
1: hmm.
0: you sound clear you're back you shouldn't have any connection it's not audio it's just your internet sounds like
1: Oh, just well, sounds like maybe internet. because I was, Anyways. I was searching for so something. So you're saying what's your point here? Well, I was searching for something. Anyhow, what I was saying is that oh. uh, Pacino did a great job. And of course, like it's just basically about capturing uh, the spirit of the man or whatever or, uh, when you're an actor. It's not so much about like looking like him. Um he he was uh he was. He was, he was like perfect in that. And I think that was like the best part of the movie. It's just kind of like watching the machinations, you know, behind the scenes when it came to like union activity and and you know how that i guess you know in in Scorsese's world it's like you know you write what you know he did he did mean streets and all that and it's so easy to just say like yeah the mob and the union i mean the the hierarchy is very similar like the the pain points are very similar the way you put pressure on people is very similar and i fucking loved that part of it i thought that was the best part of it by far and was that the movie? That was the movie where the guy shows up to a meeting with uh with Jimmy Hoffa and he's dressed like a fucking tourist, right? Isn't that the one where he's dressed, he's got like a <laughs> shirt on and like shorts, and he's like you, you show up to a fucking meeting and you dress like yeah, yes. put on a fucking suit. That's the movie, right? Yeah. Oh my god, that was like the best <laughs> that's the movie amazing.
0: Yes, he was so I caught up on these just, tedious t- ten minutes late, yes. not wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah. 10 minutes late not wearing Couldn't a suit it
1: yeah didn't show up didn't show up for a meeting looking like he was supposed to be at a meeting yeah and then like that basically fucking <laughs> like snowballs into thanks every yeah his own death that's putting him oh mild my God, it's insanely amazing pretty um, funny when you put it like that and yeah. th- so there was this guy there's this guy that's, uh he does a lot of YouTube videos. I've I've watched him because I just find him like to be a great storyteller and a fascinating. He's just a fascinating guy. I don't know if he's full of shit or not, but his name is Michael Franzese or Francis. F R A N Z E. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. 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 So he's very
0: popular. He's coming around here. He's done live He's been at Andiamo's. He's come by and he's done he does a live Hunt, uh, Of course, Andiamo's. Show.
1: Yeah, the most, the most Italian I'm place there it can be. A fucking giant banquet yep. hall. Uh, <laughs> dude, that guy is, okay, that makes sense. Because he is, I didn't realize he had, like, millions of followers on YouTube or whatever. But he was like... Oh, yeah, uh, he's making a whole life
0: out of, I was a former totally, wise guy. Totally. I can tell you the real story about all your wise guy movies, yada, yada, yada. So then...
1: Here's what here's what always fucking gets me about this shit. Like I I want to give people the benefit out, especially if they speak authoritatively about something. I mean, usually that's I don't know that's either a good clue that they're a huckster or they're the real deal. You know, they're the genuine article. But I so yeah, when he was talking about the Irishman, he goes, yeah, that's not how it happened to Hoffa, and it's like all right I don't know is that is that true or not I mean he says it was such uh such authority that I I tend yeah. to want to believe that because obviously there's no way what happened in the Irishman is fucking real this guy was a fucking serial liar it was like a pathological liar the guy that fuck, like I forget the guy's name in the Irishman who Robert De Niro plays oh the real guy the real dude yeah, yeah. he's a fucking pathological liar yeah. so
0: he told several, lies oh, many, many, many comp- lies
1: compromised his story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then yep. why even fucking make a movie about this fucking dipshit? Unless you're going to make a movie that uh, calls all that into based question. off the book. It should be called all of Just that, based off that book. Into question, though. If you know you're dealing with a serial liar, that's like uh, doing a that's like, I don't know, doing a movie about, you know, any psycho that like writes a fucking autobiography. I, I just don't. His name was Frank Sheeran. She, Frank, Frank Sheeran, Sheeran. What was his real yeah, name. Frank Sheeran.
0: Francis Sheeran. That's his name. And yes, he told several lies. Then the book was written, I Heard You Used to Paint Houses, which was right. code for murder when Hoffa yeah, and Sheeran first told.
1: Blood all over the walls, man.
0: Yep, that's right. So the book was written in 2004, right after he died, I believe. And then he did because he died in 03. Frank Sheeran ah. bit the big one. And then uh, this book is the focus of that, and this book has been called into question, so, and then other people say, that's not true, blah, 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 so who the fuck knows. But uh, I do have a, uh, here he is,
2: the one and only, Michael This was Francesco. arranged. They knew in advance what they were going to do with this body. Why did they want to take it to Jersey? Why drive it in the car all the way to Jersey? It's a long drive. Anything can happen along the way. You don't want to be caught with a body. That doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. That makes well, good well, sense. <laughs> Michael Franchichi. I don't know his name,
0: so I'm just he says dick to His last name. He calls
1: himself Francese, okay. but I think it's probably Franchise. or something. He's
0: got a great intro here too. He's got he's got a lot of clips, got some audio. This oh. is a great opening package. Very professional. Now he does have one million subscribers on YouTube. I'm just saying, if you're gonna pick a liar really? to listen to,
1: like this is a good liar. He at least <laughs> tells, he tells a good story and at least makes a problem. the good liar. He's a good. I mean, wasn't that a movie? If he's if he's lying about everything he says. Everyone, He's still compelling.
2: sit-down with Michael Francis. Hope everybody is doing well. Paul well, is very good, very blessed on this end. And as blessed. always, of course. We He's give God person. all the praise, honor, glory, and thanksgiving for that. Some of you know I'm going to be in Detroit this weekend. Oh, Detroit yeah. Area. I'm going to be appearing at the Andiamo showroom on Saturday, February 18th. Oh, my God. This that was literally Saturday, Saturday night, Texas dude. Still on sale. That was Saturday uh, night. Andiamo this was four days showroom. ago. Shut up. This week? On Monday, I'm not kidding. I'm doing a yes, it was, last sa- it was two nights ago. Andiamo Damn, restaurant we just missed in it. Bloomfield, um, Michigan. Oh my God, that's right by you. W- you w- could have swung right over there. minutes away. Before anybody knew this, that's true. Luke, I went there for a wedding. I was there at a wedding. Somebody got in touch with me like three years about ago about the Hoffa killing, Exactly. the Hoffa disappearance, where the Hoffa body is buried. This was before this was even set up, right? And as some of you know, I said I have some information regarding uh, the Hoffa disappearance. I want to make this very clear. Okay, I do not know where the body is, but I do have information that I believe to be credible. I've been sitting on it for several years. I've mentioned it before. But for me, unless you find the body, what's the sense of talking about? it? It's just another story. And as you're going to hear today, there have been nine locations that people have said they knew that uh, Hoffa's body was buried in and every one of them have come up empty. Well, I never wanted to bring this story forward because I don't want to be number 10. I won't be number 10. I have nothing to gain and I'm not going to look foolish and I'm not going to waste people's time with respect to that.
0: Okay, well,
1: whatever you fucking liar.
0: You guys want to catch that whole video? You can see it on Michael Francis's YouTube channel. It's called Hoffa Disappearance: New Information Revealed. Sit Down with Michael Francis. You know what?
1: He's, he's an annoying dickhead because he's a fucking brand. He's one of these guys that like understands himself. He understands. He understands that he is a brand, and that is that's like his whole YouTube thing and all that, and. There is no fucking way if this guy had real fucking information and was just dishing it out on a popular medium like YouTube, that he'd still be alive today without these, with these motherfuckers, with these piranha that have been around him forever. Like, come on. If you <laughs> if your life is that dangerous, and then you go off on fucking the Wendy Williams show and you start talking about all your theories, uh, you're not going to fucking make it, dude. You're not making it to Thursday. Is that true? I just can't believe that like the the actual mob would let him talk openly. No and and give no, out real information.
0: No. I agree.
1: It's Look, not the CIA. The CIA will let you do that because the CIA will uh, immediately discredit you. They will they will pump out additional they will pump out additional copy and additional like media stories to completely discredit you. So then you're looking at like a 50 50 weight. Like 50% of the shit that I read about this person says one thing, 50% says the other thing. So then what do I believe? Nobody's doing this with this guy. Nobody's responding to him. There's no, there are no fucking official media sources that are counteract, like counteracting Aww. anything he's saying. He's just out there talking and uh, the mob is like, yeah, no, just let him go, man. It's fine. I, I think if the mob is if the uh, mob is letting thing. him go, they, they know that he is also a pathological fucking uh, shit storyteller. Uh, Fine. or just telling shit, but he's a great storyteller. He is. Uh, he's fun to listen to, and I have listened to a handful of his videos. So here I am, uh hypocrite, real hypocrite. But um, that's okay. At least you're is, honest about it. If you fun. call yourself a
0: hypocrite, fun. then you actually exonerate yourself. You absolve yourself of all hypocrisy, Luke. Congratulations. Go <laughs> way, wow, a- I am really sad because I wanted. Speaking of Andiano's showroom, which is a local place, it's not a big deal, but they're doing, sometimes they have little concerts where, like, a band from 1978 plays, like, oh, shit, they're playing. And then the other times they have these sit-down chats. I've never been there personally. Luke's been there once. I've not been there. But uh, white boy Rick of local Detroit fame, who had a movie made about him, which was terrible. Talk about movies that, that were completely full of shit, like just truly bullshit. The White Boy Rick movie with Matthew McConaughey, which came out in 2018, was total, total bullshit. And White Boy Rick himself has said he's never watched it once. He said he was hijacked entirely. Mm. The story is bogus, and he refuses to even see it once. So don't watch that movie if you're looking for historical accuracy on White Boy Rick's story, which in itself is already tremendously fascinating. But he's coming to Andiamo's next month for a sit-down. He's doing a live sit-down conversation with Charlie LaDuff, and I'm so pissed. I can't... I, I really, what? really... That sounds really, great. I know, I know. Charlie LaDuff's a guy that doesn't fuck around, and White Boy Rick is, like, ready to talk about shit that he hasn't talked about. White Boy Rick doesn't fuck around. He's a very direct guy in his interviews and his conversations as well, and I really think it's going to be fascinating just because I want to I hear it from his mouth, too. It's him directly speaking. It's not through a second... Uh, Or, you know, a secondary person. Uh, Yeah, not interpolated
1: by a bunch of fucking writers and people have their own own fucking ideologies and theories and whatever about whatever he did is being right and wrong. I think that's always usually what gets in the way of these uh, these stories actually having any type of resonance whatsoever is that even as an audience member, you're looking at it and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, there's no way. This guy like acted in this like in this kind of self-interested, perfectly moral black and white universe. That is never how it fucking works. Like shit is completely fucking random. Uh good people are bad, bad people are good. And you know, that story. Did did I ever tell you that? I think I did mention this like a long time ago, but I worked with a guy about 10 years, like 10 years ago, almost literally now, uh, nine years ago exactly, whose cousin wrote that. Uh, He wrote the book that the movie was based on and then I think he was either consulted or he wrote the screenplay and I left that job before any of the any of like the movie stuff actually happened so I didn't get a chance to really like grill him on whether or not the story was you know done uh, you know done any justice but yeah, no, it was I was written
0: by Andy Weiss and two Miller brothers, by the way. Andy
1: Weiss. Yeah. Andy Weiss. That's the, that, yeah, he's. Andy he's Weiss, Jewish. Logan
0: Miller and Noah Miller.
1: Yeah. Miller could be Jewish. They they could be, they could be, but Andy Weiss is the cousin of the guy that I worked with. And he was like, he's like, oh, oh. my cousin's working on a book about white boy, Rick. And I was like, who's white boy, Rick? And that's when I learned about him. That was 2014 and okay. uh movie came out in 18 yep so that you know hey let's that's, that's pretty quick shit. man he re- writes a book in 14 gets a movie made by 18 holy shit uh oh, that's incredible that's pretty amazing i know that uh yeah,
0: white boy rick still pissed about it yes yeah, so that's the film
1: that's so. the amazing thing why on earth would you ever change the story of somebody who lived a life and is giving you i don't know they're giving you facts from their point of view so maybe maybe it's not all facts but why the fuck would you why would you fuck with that? I don't understand. <laughs> the guys, the guys, life pretty fucking interesting, is it not? Jesus. Why Christ. are you fucking with that? His, Why would you fuck his with His life that? is point. interesting enough. You do not need to dick around. This is like the fucking problem I had with uh American Beauty. When we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago,
0: you gotta pay the troll toll if you wanna get
1: like. A big troll, dude. Li- life in life in suburban America is fucking just garbage and terrible enough. You don't need to have, uh, oh. you don't need to have a suppressed fucking homosexual Nazi living next door to make it interesting. Well, that's sad, I guess.
0: But hey, that's putting it mildly. Be putting it mildly. That's fair. All I know is I would love. I'm pissed. I'm not going to be there because I'm gonna be out of town. It's on March 18th, and I really want to be there. It's a Saturday night, so if you live in the Detroit area and you want to go see White Boy Rick talk about his true story, no bullshit. Ask, get asked tough questions by local writer and podcaster Charlie the who is a he reporter, Pulitzer Prize winning reporter.
1: Yeah, he is. I, no, and I think
0: he'll already he'll, been talking. I think he'll ask. I think real they're questions. becoming friends. Yeah, yeah, they've been talking off wax for a while now, and I think they're because he talks about it. Mister Leduff does on his no bullshit news show, which you should check out. And he was talking. Had Whiteboard Rick on for a second. They pumped up the tickets because tickets are like 60 bucks. It's not a big place. It's like a little mm. intimate showroom. You know, it's it's like dinner seats. There's tables of four. And I've never I've never been to event. I've never been to an event like that where you mm-hmm. watch someone do comedy or they do a concert or something where you're at like a dinner table with drinks like that. I've never been to a place like Same.
1: that. No, I, I mean, yeah, I've only been I've foreign. only been there for I was there for a wedding that exact location. Right. Yeah, but that. It was like the full you know the full dining area and everything was in action. What what's going on? What are you looking at?
0: Oh, you're back. Okay. It was just a minute of bleh, 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 bleh. That's okay. The people they don't know what you said. You wanna say it again? Hold, hold on a second. No. Oh, time out. Let's take a timeout.
1: Well not sure. While, what... the
0: connection just gets crappy. That's all. That's That's weird. My
1: my internet should be great. I switched over to fiber. You know. Oh wow. Uh, No, all I was saying is bullshit, man. I was there for a wedding when the full dining room was uh, in in operation. It was all great, but yeah, this I've never Uh, been to like that type of setting. You know, small setting where you're actually talking to the the man the man of the hour and grilling him on on those things. I would love to actually hear how Charlie Charlie Duff uh interviews guy you know point blank on those those issues and yeah. i don't know mike can you just or offended by the product on the field right now there you go and we we'll to give people a rundown on, <laughs> his on, job. on who white boy rick is he got he got thrown into jail for a, I, th- I think a lot of people are actually dumb he got thrown into jail for an exorbitant amount of time for dealing 30 years dealing drugs 30 years For dealing drugs at 16 years old, by the way. 16 He was not even a fucking major.
0: He was not a major. (laughs) major? (laughs) You're right. He wasn't. That's the thing. And uh, it was all because of Gil Hill, man. That's what we're going to find out. He's finally going to say it. Gil Hill finally died a few years ago. White boy Rick got out of jail suddenly. What a shocker. Gil Hill was tight with Coleman A. Young. And the story goes, white boy Rick fucked Coleman A. Young's niece and that pissed him off because once White Boy Rick was in deep shit at the end of his drug-dealing days, which was pushed upon him by the FBI, by the way, Mm -hmm. federal agents and Detroit police in concert, White Boy Rick was convinced by FBI agents to snitch out a bunch of dirty cops in Detroit. He fucks Coleman A. Young's knees. He rats out these cops. Gil Hill's pissed. Coleman A. Young gets heat from Gil Hill. They both get pissed about it they have the area on lockdown through machinations of politics in the area here white boy rick stays in jail for 30 years for dealing cocaine for an outdated law also this is the other part that was repealed it was the 650 grams if you're over one gram you get life life in prison he was given life in prison as a 16 year old for dealing drugs that's it that's it that's the end of story
1: that's it and de- dealing a drug that's that's technically speaking not actually addictive there it is yeah well, i don't care
0: about that but that's just i it. mean life in prison to a 16 year old for dealing drugs yeah
1: it doesn't matter what he was dealing he could have been yeah he didn't murder anyone even if that Dude, he I, could I have been running too, mk ultra it still would have been too far of a fucking <laughs> sentence
0: god damn it man it was so that's so that's the story and i feel bad for him he's got an amazing attitude uh-oh here comes Trevor. Amazing attitude for being in prison for so long because he's so grateful to be out now and living it up. And that movie is bullshit. Don't watch White Boy Rick. The movie's just... Matthew McConaughey, it looks awesome in terms of its... You know, to me, NARC is a great representation of Detroit mm. in terms of how it's set up. Arc I love good. NARC for that. Yeah. yeah. but And White Boy Rick does an okay job of setting up the scenery and the environment of what Detroit was like in the 80s. I will say that. But that's it. There's no... You know McConaughey's performance, and the kid who plays White Boy Rick, who's cool, and there's a lot of guys playing uh, some of the brothers who uh, were who they were like a, they were a crime duo. These two brothers who got busted. I can't remember their names, but either the way The ones I can think of. Are watch the, the movie for the, actors, uh, like.
1: the craze from like uh, England. <laughs> the the uh, uh, I think it has brothers. something to do with
0: the Cash Money. Like it uh, was, they started to do a whole show on it now on another some channel. They're doing a whole thing. It's like. Cash money, I can't remember. Anyway, who, I'm talking on my ass, and I don't want to talk on my ass. So that's it. I'm stopping. Just check out the story of White Boy yeah, Rick. We, in itself, on, without any bullshit.
1: We've gone on too too long about stuff that
0: I know. I know. Dude, this is what are we doing? Oh my god! We've, there's we been... talked about JFK and White Boy Rick and Irishman. This is stupid. There's what been the been a fuck? Lot of shit. We have
1: there's been a lot of stuff. We going have on. emails and there's a lot of what shit. The fuck? Yeah, there's a.
0: whole... Let's refocus the show here. That was a 30 minute tangent. We said goodbye to Scott, by the way, and I love Scott so much. He's not, it's just not dead. It's he's see, alive and well. It's a see you later. It's a, it's it's a see you, it's you later. later baby. His life sucks right now, and this is the last thing he wants to do, frankly. Like, he just doesn't have the time and energy for it. He wants to be outdoors. He wants to be doing anything but this. Which is he doesn't understandable. want to be stuck in front of a computer.
1: Understandable. I get it. That's totally fine. Yeah.
0: I just, I love the guy a lot. I'm really glad I got to know him. Like, I genuinely think he's a, he's a super empathetic, funny, fascinating
1: dude he's got this whole vibe about him that's intriguing and um he is the guy i would want to be my shaman like if i (laughs) like if if i was going on a mushroom trip and it had to be kind of clinically like somebody had to watch me clinically i i would want him to be the guy that's like holding my hand on one side that's like
2: everything is always the same
1: and everything is getting terrible yeah that's the guy i want that is the guy I want. That guy, the guy. That guy. not only opens up your mind, but at the same Fuck time, you, ushers you in, ushers you into that unknown space with pure comfort. Yeah. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you you could be. We make everyone a fucking hero in death. Yeah. And I don't Remember that. that shit. Remember
0: how John felt about that. We don't want heroes when they die. They die. Everyone dies. It happens every day. Celebrities die. Let's not make a big deal of it. That'll be the the lasting legacy I think of John on the show is that we will not overly capitulate to the death of a celebrity. I'm telling
1: you, you you meet John Scott one time, one time, and then every time after that you're at a place that you think John Scott might show up. When he shows up, that's the happiest moment of the night. It's just so (laughs) fun when you see him walk in the door. He's just got that face, man. He just makes you happy. Does not change. Man. Come on, man. Yeah, that's cool. I like Hell yeah, that.
0: that's well said. We'll leave it there. He could be your shaman. He can start your evening off in a positive way. There you go. All right. So yes, we're going to be locked and loaded here. Now the thing is, uh, we're going to be bringing in guest hosts too. So if you think the show is going to suck because it's just the two of us now, no, don't worry. There'll be uh, we've brought Steve <laughs> in uh, for a few rotations recently as a guest, and we're going to continue to include Steve as long as he wants to do it. So, and uh, we could bring in others.
1: We're going to have to but, pay him. Uh, we're going to have to give him a lot of money on the. Uh, <laughs> On the back yeah, end. Yeah, it's
0: going to cost us a great it's gonna deal. It's going to cost us a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> shit. Well, I want to make. I get my lawyer. I didn't know I had to call my lawyer. But I will say, uh, we're going to bring in a bunch of different people who can mix it up with us. But it is just going to be the two of us mainly for now. And if you think the show sucks with just the two of us, let us yeah, know. Email fine. the show. At, is it safe? Like, tell us, like, what's the dynamic? Is it too boring now? Is it. Has it lost some of its essence? Because first off, do you just need a third voice period, or is the show fine Ooh. with two people? I mean, it's not one person, so we're still ahead of the game. We're not. She's just a guy just in a basement guy talking by herself. Yeah, She's
1: not a guy in a basement. I don't know. I just don't talking talking about all the things that ail him. I, I'm not just, well, look. I'm just some someone sitting around with tuberculosis, just being like, "No, this is day seventy five. Uh, I have not left." <laughs> The basement, the basement. is getting mustier. The cats are getting friendlier.
0: <laughs> yes. The this laundry is hasn't this been is done in good... three weeks. The... So I chose uh, just the two of us as that wasn't be my first choice. But then I said it takes two to make a thing go right. What other sh- uh, songs about two people would you guys have chosen? Let us know. Is this safe pod? I see the beautiful Bill Withers. And the at, listen the. Of it all. Gorgeous,
2: through,
0: beautiful. I mean, who sounds like Bill Withers? Not a lot of people. No.
2: Really?
0: Of and also, this song was covered by Will Smith for that stupid movie. Just the two, of us. two guys. Can two it guys. listen. We, we can do it, man. I know we, we try can try do it. Is
1: this two guys? Is this, about,
0: two is guys. this about a gay
2: couple? It,
0: it should it's be. It's Never a hint to that directly. It could be an update. Could be an update on this. I, on the, was Bill Weathers uh, see a gay no man? I have no idea. Well, you know, uh, that right. would be... Whatever sex he had, I hope it was joyous. You... I'm sure it was beautiful, whatever he had sex with. <laughs> My
1: God, did you see that Last of Us episode with... Uh, no, Ron... I
0: don't watch that show. I don't know anything no, about
1: it. No? All right. No,
0: I haven't seen it. But real quick, we both have seen you people. So this oh is one boy. thing we want to talk about. Oh, my God. You people. Who has seen you people out there, folks? Oh. It's been out for about a month now. Yeah. I'm sure some of you have. You saw Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, and you're like, oh, shit. What a car. Okay, let's go. And then you watched the movie. Oh my God. And that was pretty much the end of it. Wow, dude. I mean, this movie
2: <laughs> is trash. This movie Absolute trash. is trash. I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure fucking hated it.
1: She was like, she looked at me halfway halfway through, paused it, and was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck are they talking about?" Well, because she's a
0: rational human
1: being. Any rational human being who
0: puts on you people will watch it for 45 minutes or so, and you'd be like, "Okay, so this is." First off, it's a meet-the-parents type film where you're supposed to feel so uncomfortable because this guy, Eddie Murphy, is trying to make Jonah Hill's life miserable because he doesn't want this white dude to marry his black daughter. That's just the starters. But then the conflict they bring in with the Farrakhan shit. So you got the Jewish parents and the Muslim parents. And guess what, Luke? There's going to be conflict, right? And that's if you forget dude, it's some of the forced uh, dude, think about cultural it. stuff.
1: Nobody none of your regular fucking audience is going to watch this, even understands the conflict between the Jews and the Muslims. So that was a funny angle too, right off the bat. It's like, are you, wait, wait, are you being serious? I'm being totally fucking serious. Like go like talk to your, go talk to your neighbor and just be like, Hey, um, what's, what do you think the conflict is between the Jews and the Muslims? Like, uh, why, (laughs) why, why is there such a conflict that's like automatically assumed in this movie anyway i don't even want to go there it's just uh i think of israel on that wall want, like, if
0: you've ever been to israel you're pretty aware of it, That's it oh okay so, so i'm not saying the other side's right or wrong i'm just saying oh,
1: so you and all your awesome jewish friends who got to take their <laughs> take their fucking luxury just Jews. Their lug, christians go their there. luxury walk through jerusalem
0: that's right. Walking. Oh, my God. You ever heard that song? That's the dumbest song you'll ever hear because you just said Jerusalem. Have you ever heard that song? You ever you heard that song? Oh, Walking not. in Memphis
1: by Bruce Bruce Hornsby? Yes, I've heard that. I think. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah you're, you're queuing definitely. it up right now, right? So just go ahead and play well, it. Well, no. that's. <laughs> it looks like you're looking it up. I can tell you're looking it up. So just play, Walking. <laughs> just play oh, this it. Walking. Diff-
0: this is a different song. This is a different one. This isn't the song I thought it was. This is the wrong guy. God damn it. What about this oh one? Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is the one. Is the you one. just said Jerusalem. You just said Jerusalem, and I had to play this song because it, it just came in my mind. <laughs> brand new
2: yeah! Oh, this
1: is beautiful. This makes me want to be uh... You your father now. You can't do that. You got to stick around. No, I can't. see You don't That's have the, the luxury. That like makes me want to. none of that. means anything. You don't have the luxury anymore, buddy. You're stuck here
0: with this song right now. And it's beautiful. Listen, here comes the chorus. God damn it, this isn't the chorus, motherfucker. Wait, say it now.
2: Oh,
0: fuck this. Okay, well, anyways, there's a song called funny. Walking Through... There's a song called was Walking Through Jerusalem that I heard, like, in the 90s, and it sounds so dumb because the chorus goes, Walking Through
1: Jerusalem.
0: But I guess it's not on Spotify, so fuck it. I blow up. Well, Anyways, well, the, the,
1: the, the clips that make it sound terrible are probably not readily available. So <sighs> that's what sucks because okay. it's such yeah, a no, funny chorus. Okay, to hear. so the movie starts out with uh, what Chris and I were talking about was, like, the the very beginning of it, it, it does whatever. It is fun, right? It's Julia Lewis Dreyfus fucking like ripping Jonah Hill, a new asshole, like when he's in temple and she's swearing and she's doing all this stuff and it's fun. Right. So for a minute we were like, okay, this dynamic works. This makes sense. You know, you've got, you've got your, your mother that is like fucking pissed that you're late. You're, you sure. walked in in fucking shorts uh, I don't know if he's barefoot, but he looks like a guy that's always barefoot. Uh, and he's got like the worst hair I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And, um,
2: with you by my side, there is no Christmas display that I can't sue the city over.
1: And that was funny. That was like a funny enough dynamic. It's like, you know, all the bullshit and trash that we watch on a daily basis. It was like, all right, I feel, I feel like I've been primed up for this movie. But dear God, okay. I get bad. Holy shit. Well,
0: Let's give one highlight. David Duchovny is f- hilarious with his just endless. He just, all he does is the exhibit joke the whole movie, and it's hilarious. It is. Hilarious. I love that part he, of it, man. That was funny.
1: But I feel like he, another guy, completely unfucking tapped. They could have been. Oh, of course he was not, untapped, not but the, not just the exhibit example. He could have done like fifty different other versions. Of also, he looks a lot like our friend Jamie. Did you notice this? Have yes. you noticed
0: this now? Yes. More than ever. He they look if you haven't seen exactly Jamie in like a minute, him. they look very similar now. Yeah. I took I paused the he show exactly like and him. I took a couple of photos of screenshots and sent it to Jamie. I'm like, oh dude, you are I think you've hit the aligned point where both of you are gonna look as close alike as you ever will in your lives. Pretty wild. <laughs> But, yes, he's underutilized. Of course, he's <laughs> yeah. underutilized. Eddie Murphy plays. Eddie Murphy comes in hot right away. Eddie Murphy's wearing a Fred Hampton was okay. murdered shirt on his first right. appearance in the film. He's setting the tone as this militant, yep. is or at least he's trying to appear as yep. a militant black Islamist. That's who he is, a nation of Islam. Yes. Louis Farrakhan's yeah. his yes. buddy that he met no, once, fair, and he idolizes him. Now, he could it's have been hyper- he could have been hyping that up. That's the thing. It could have been. This is where things get confusing, Luke. He could have been it, hyping the shit uh, up because he's trying to piss off his possible son-in-law. But then people are also taking it literally because you're watching the movie. And you're like, this is so ridiculous. Even if you're trying to piss off your son-in-law, this wouldn't
1: fly. And that's why the movie's stupid. Well, the, he also has like a beef very, very early on, where he's 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 a capitalist who fucking owns a business, and he's like bitching about um, he's bitching about business in one of the first yeah. conversations. Um, so yeah, he is, he's wearing that shirt, but I think Eddie Murphy was like the worst fucking casting decision ever. Cause Eddie Murphy is a, he is an outsider. of, Shut up! he is a non-political. He is a purely apolitical person in real life. He gives no yeah, fucks whatsoever him pretending to be in the, the most, pretendy fucking way to be a fucking like black radical is I think it's I mean it is like looking down on the audience so fucking bad. I think it is insulting. I think it's it's fucking disgusting the way they they use him. Um they used him as like a fucking massive talent. Uh put him in a role that he first of all, he doesn't agree with any of this but he's not the kind of actor that can like play that role to like communicate that fucking position anyways. So the entire thing is a goddamn distraction away from what the real fucking political issues might be. And this movie is a perfect fucking encapsulation of what is happening in media. This, like this, these times, like nobody is making a political argument. They are using these, Types of uh, these types of perspectives to fucking like keep everybody distracted from what really is like the fucking problem. I mean, come on, the problem is like uh, a white guy and a black girl get together. Give me a fucking break. And then they I never it, said be places you wanted to go. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, "Well, our families don't agree. They don't get. They don't. They don't get along. So I think we should. We should just like fucking roll it off. We should just stop." We should leave. Yeah. And, they well, both, and they both it's not agree. Just that. They both uh, agree. Whatever. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, because both of their opposite rivals, if you will, the father-in-law-to-be versus the mother-in-law-to-be, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who, by the way, I said this on the Cinema 9 podcast, which you guys can listen to anytime you want, if you like movies, a little while ago. I watched the Meyerwitz stories, which is a you Noah know, Baumbach film from about five years ago for Netflix. And Dustin Hoffman played, to me, the quintessential Boomer, it was perfect. It was so annoying, yes. and he was such an asshole, and he was so self-absorbed in that movie. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is so good. I hate it, but it's so good. And I want to give Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, you know, second fiddle, real close to that, for also mm-hmm. playing somebody who, again, was so clueless and so self-absorbed in her world, that she, she played a role, great. I thought she killed it. I thought hey, Mike. JLD crushed it, and it was annoying. And but then it like went too far to Oh my with god! The Eddie Murphy character, which I actually disagree with. I think Eddie Murphy wants to try to. He can play any character he wants, and
1: he did a fucking I know that's terrible exact, job with that. He he didn't didn't think he was that that bad, but he was kind of like zero commitment to the idea that he would be an echo of fucking like Louis Farrakhan. Like there is literally no fucking like world in which I see a like multi multi millionaire being able to understand what Farrakhan is saying. And I don't think I think it's only that the other side of this whole like, you know, pie is supposed to be Jewish. That he's supposed to be an accolade of Farrakhan. It makes no sense that no he would even way. be doing that right now. He's a successful businessman. Uh, he has like a juice right. job, right? He has like a fucking... He has like a fucking... Yeah. Dude, the guy is making fucking yeah. juices and, and healthy... It would be healthy, hard for him but,
0: to survive. Why the fuck if would he, he was like a known Farrakhan... Farrakhan? Yeah. yeah, you're right. If he had yes. known him before, that's exactly. He but wouldn't
1: that, have started that fucking business. It makes no goddamn sense.
0: You're right. I, I agree. And that's the whole point. We should really get to the point of also Nia Long is just kind of like along for the ride and she's underutilized and kind of dismissed in a lot wasted, of it. You think wasted. she's going to get opportunities to like contribute, but then it's just, oh, no, she's gone. So that sucks. But really, we should look at this is written by Kenya Barris. Yeah. Which we should talk about. What, what do you uh, what do you think of Kenya Barris? Do you have commentaries on Mr. Kenya Barris? Did you have much experience with him prior to this movie? Did you know
1: his history? Um, uh, No I actually I had to look it up because I was like who the fuck Would put this together it makes no <laughs> I, I thought well, I... He
0: created shows that you've never watched right like blackish And grownish and a lot of Spinoffs of ish yeah,
1: yeah but you know I think I think even I, I go I go back to uh, Zizek A lot on this kind of stuff because uh, People will try to Pin him against uh, Box him into a corner Where he's just like no I've never watched it But I can tell you exactly what it's about and okay, I could watch Blackish. I assume Blackish is probably mostly about um, kind of cultural my identity issues. It's and all trash. It's Everybody about, knows it. Yeah, it's all trash, and not about I don't know any any type of political thing. And I think in the very beginning of You People, one of the very first one of the very first lines is talking about Obama. And how amazing Obama is, and how he's kind of like a badass or whatever. And it's a it's a privileged white kid, like it's insanely privileged. Until you see his family, uh, you don't realize. But he goes in. His mom is super inappropriate to like him and his like new girl. But the whole thing is like a smokescreen for the fact that like, dude, he grew up in a fucking multi million dollar house um there's a fucking grand piano in his living room like i didn't up with a fucking grand piano in my fucking living room did you and so this guy is obsessed with black culture he's got a fucking he's got bleached blonde, disgusting bleach blonde hair he looks like a goddamn he looks like a junkie and that's the whole thing it's begging you to hate him that whole movie is about begging you to hate his guts and I still did at the end of the whole movie. I was like, "And fuck you! You don't deserve anything. You're you're a piece of shit. Uh, you're you're a whiny bitch." And uh, you know, I that that entire the way that whole thing is constructed, it blew my mind that it was done by like a black director. But it yes. didn't blow my mind when I realized that, of course every black director, every black writer these days, all they are doing, uh, all they're consumed with is cultural issues. They do not have any concern whatsoever for, uh, any type of political import. Uh, none of them, if you were going to ask them to talk about fucking Martin Luther King Jr., for instance, would tell you that he was a fucking dyed in the wool socialist who was literally trying to bring about a socialist revolution and that's why he was fucking ass that
2: warm black thing- you never hear that
1: though when when have you heard that i would love to see a movie like uh john singleton made movies about black youth in like uh, gang culture and that had a that had a fucking like uh like hermeneutical type portrayal like it is this is what's happening in uh in Black culture with like black youth, like this is the violence that is happened Like all of this has like necessity, and there is there's a loop, and it's like fucking unending. And there is some kind of comment on economics. There's a comment on politics, but the p- political is always very subdued. It's always very suppressed. And when you watch yeah. something like this, it is it is so fucking disheartening and so disgusting to see like black directors now uh, i don't know what this guy's background is but i'm guessing it was not uh from the streets or whatever i assume he is making a movie that white liberals love to watch and will in the end allow themselves to you know pat themselves on the back a good pat on the back like we're not that bad you know hey I'm not Julia Lewis Dreyfus. I'm not that bad. Pay yourself on the back. You're not a racist. Yeah, fuck it. You're not a fucking racist. Yes, I get it. Not a David Duchovny. I get it. You're not a racist? I Jeez, get it. sorry. sorry. I, I went you, way man. too fucking long, but Jesus Christ.
2: You are ignoring me. Here you go. I hate it. Oh girl, I might as well be. Here
0: it is. walking to Jerusalem. Yes, I found you never me gave me. up to the whole time you're talking. Looking for that fucking This is by day. Crazy Bird. Walking Marina, to Jerusalem. Not day. walking through Jerusalem. I got that wrong. My bad. From his classic hit I'll be sticking out my rest. thumb and
2: walking
1: to Jerusalem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, the movie sucked because there was also a ridiculous amount of absurd relationships Yes, we still have problems. Yes, we're not living in a post-racial society. That's obvious.
1: Do we need to? Do we need you to? You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to. That's fucking insane. We live in a society. Mean, we we live in a we live in a place that have that has a bunch of people of a bunch of different colors. Uh, exactly. Therefore, right. Therefore, we. Oh, I see you saying never yes. be post-race. That's fucking of insane. course. Of course, that's stuff. We should literally literally understand it. Other people. Fuck
0: more. Absolutely. And in the end, here, folks, there are episodes in this film where white and black people interact. Like the scene where they're having the bachelorette party and Laura London, who plays the daughter character here, mm-hmm. the. Female half of the couple, well, I wasn't familiar with her. Uh, apparently, she was engaged to or had a child with Nipsey Hussle, who was murdered a few years back. I didn't oh, know that. Um, so that was like an interesting backstory. You know what? He is uh, one to, of the
1: best rappers out there.
0: He was a very, very uh, respectable type of guy, based on what we would appreciate oh, yeah. about a guy who was trying to build community in Los Angeles and and make the best of things. It's a fucking tragedy that he was murdered. It was, mm-hmm. um, but also. The interactions in that scene where the bachelorette party and she has all her friends showed up, a lot of her black friends, her maids of honor, the most likely will be. And then Julie Dreyfus' character shows up. She shows up to the bachelor party with the daughter or sorry, mm-hmm. the fluid, uh, whatever the I perceived to be a daughter, but uh, she was gender fluid. So I don't even know. Man. Hey, I, who the, I'm the, going to the be honest. The, I can't. The wife? It's not my job to keep track of No, of number uh, uh, Jonah Hill has a sister who's Oh. Uh, she was yeah. gay. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't keep track of it all. And that's not my job. That's I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to watch a movie, man. Well, she made a lot, gonna, she made it, I she, don't want to label everything properly no, of a no. fucking
1: made up character. It's okay. But a lot, a lot of her, a lot of her like critique was definitely uh, like an LGBTQ type. Yeah. It was bringing general, in that general critique. None of it. Was, it almost felt like that was forced. I got to be up. honest. Like uh, totally forced. Are you kidding? The entire fucking it was like, movie was forced. Yes. And
0: we're not, and we're not, we're with a lot of you people like if the movie's called you people (laughs) we're with a lot of you people out there we are we're reasonable human beings that do this show we always have and this movie was trash because of scenes like that where when jld shows up the girls are like who the fuck is this white woman like they would have no idea by the time the bachelorette party went down of who Laura london's character is. it's just like dumb shit like that too that makes no sense like Oh, oh we have no idea who you're marrying at this
1: point, how, how about just when they shitty fucking, writing? How about when they stop, when they both decide to just like leave each other? I mean, come on. that That is like, I, I know I already brought this up, but like they just decide that, oh, well, our parents aren't going to get, get along. So I don't know how we make this work. And they both agree and they both fucking stop <laughs> and they take time off. Yeah. And then they, and then there's like the parents have to come together to like get them back together. It is fucking insane
2: Damn!
1: give me a yeah, fucking ridiculous. break N- like not even the greatest mama's boy in the world that ever fucking listened to his mom when it came to like him <laughs> getting laid especially if he was not getting laid before that this guy's biggest <laughs> Crack problem, one, his, dude, biggest down. problem was getting laid. his biggest problem was getting laid and then he that's true gets laid he loves this woman they have apparently Apparently she's yeah. okay with his disgusting fucking hairdo, and, <laughs> and,
0: and his sneaker obsession. Yes, and his, with his sneaker, stupid sneaker yeah, obsession.
1: Because he has to do that because he's a fucking white guy obsessed with black culture. And he wait
0: wait wait wait. Well, look, what about this? He's worried about his podcast.
1: World. He's worried about his podcast. God damn. He's worried it. about oh, will my podcast thrive? He's fucking loaded. He's look a at the fucking house. rich prick with a fucking I know. Yes, I know. It is. I'm afraid to quit my job. Do You sympathize with any of these fucks. And the only reason that you're supposed to is because, uh, whatever her name is shows up to, she shows up not as an Uber driver, by the way, he thinks she's an Uber driver. So he gets in her car and then all of a sudden, uh, a fucking like romance just blossoms. She's like a very attractive black woman. He is the most disgusting looking white man I've ever seen in my life. I don't care what his <laughs> fucking he is. He looks <laughs> gross as shit. And I'm not even trying to fuck him. I'm not fat shaming or anything. He is purposefully looking disgusting. They go out of their way to make him look like shit. You have failed. And it's, <laughs> it doesn't have to look like shit. He doesn't look like that in real life. They made him they also look said he- worse <laughs> than ever.
0: They also said he was too old. For some reason, everyone's like, dude, you look too old. Like, you're supposed to be 30. You're like 40. Easy. And no one's buying it because he did look that much worse. That was a minor critique. But another big critique, too. For what about a haircut? This- why
1: does he have a fucking, why does he have a fucking something- been in his hair? What the fuck?
0: He wrote, he wrote, he co-wrote the film with Kenya Barris and he starred in it. But yet it also seemed like it was like a quick project for him that was he was doing. He did his hair for another project that was ready to go or something. It doesn't make sense. Okay. It right. also doesn't make that's sense the that they forced that the kiss. Of,
1: that's the only thing that the would
0: C- make sense. OK, That actually would make sense. Uh, the CGI kiss at the end is CGI. It's not a real kiss. That's that's just Yuck. stupid uh, for people who make movies like we believe in the I believe in the somewhat somewhat of an authenticity in filmmaking and acting it's part of the experience people want to act because that's what they want to do and you don't go to a fucking movie set to act to fuck someone or well some people probably did uh, they oh, probably had yeah. nefarious motives to kiss somebody like i remember i kissed a girl when i did a a two-person <laughs> skit for when i was at washington community college you would move new york by that time so uh-huh. i was i did this skit it was a drama class at WCC, and me and this girl had to do this basically two-person, five-minute scene. It's a scene. That's all it is. Yeah. And then we have to kiss at the end, and we did, and we practiced. We, she came over to my house on Henry Street, and she came downstairs in the basement. We practiced the scene, and then we practiced kissing, and we
1: did. I don't know. We didn't, we didn't uh, fuck. We didn't do anything. We didn't get married. It just You didn't have a complicated relationship not, where your parents didn't understand how a white girl would marry a Jewish boy. We actually uh yeah.
0: after the scene was over we remained <laughs> oh, friends Christ. Did, you? did I we eventually right did them? have sex <laughs> No, we eventually had sex eventually down the road though so i won't deny that uh-huh. but and even worse uh after we had sex i ran out of the apartment at three in the morning mm-hmm. uh, while she went to the bathroom
1: yeah. Yeah, that's solid
0: i'm not proud of that well oh, uh, that's the best way to uh, get I out try to there. find a fast this is is before awesome. uber I tried to find a taxi home because it was 2007, 2006. And did boy, you? Was...
1: Were you able to do that, or did you just run down the
0: street? Did you just run? Down I the did street? find a cab. You did. I did run down the street for a while, and then, oddly enough, uh,
1: we did have cell phones at that point. I, I actually was able to Why call a cab. Feel the need to remember when you run, like literally run. Like, okay, people say, okay, I ran from that. <laughs> I ran from that relationship, man. I just, I couldn't do it. She wanted kids. I, I just wasn't ready for it, so I ran. You literally, you literally ran out the fucking house down the street, the 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 apartment. It's apartment building too. Like you can make a lot of noise. In your, in your pocket. And this is, uh, that's like the first year iPhones came out. I doubt you had an iPhone. So you were running down the street. I
0: definitely had a flip phone with a a shitty Motorola,
1: a flip phone. And you were calling what you were calling 411. Remember? What were you doing? Yeah, exactly.
0: I was just going to say that. Remember, that's what you did when you, you, because you didn't have Google on your phone. You had to pay money. I spent money to call 411 or 611 or whatever it was to, hey, give me a number of a cab company stat.
1: It costs like two bucks, I bet. This is not, this is non judgmental, by the way. None of this, like for me. Oh, it's uh, okay. It's all true though. It's a true story. Right. But this is what I love about you. It's like, it is the unmitigated truth. Uh. (laughs) So, so she rather, went to the bathroom it was really than, dick move real dick move just, rather than just sleep sleep there yes just and, go to bed and deal with it in the morning or uh-huh. or like leave on like decent terms and then deal with it later you know like maybe a week later like hey that was amazing i'm just like i'm not in the right place uh you know i am still like very obsessed with my ex girlfriend. whatever you Man. just ran in the middle of the night Michael. Yeah, it's
0: real cowardice. Michael. Real cowardice.
1: Oh my yeah. God, it's real bravery. It's all truth. If you ask me, it's insane. It's cowardice too.
0: It's cowardice. Okay. It would been, been brave. It's, it's brave to stay there and say, you know what, this was a mistake, and why couldn't you I stay there know, and just
1: lay in bed and go to sleep? And this, I was, oh. I was.
0: See, that's the thing. I was already laying there for like two hours, and I was By waiting awake. for terrified. I yes, yeah. I was like, what- uh-huh. I mean, like, I this is not cool, but. We speak the truth on the show, at least I do. And Luke is exactly. an honest person, but no, I, I, I'm. I you try know, to be as honest, I, as I honest. I want you guys, I don't want to lie about, you know, like I was stupid. I'm not, just because we're talking about something first off from our existence, our past, is not an endorsement of the actions at all. I mean, this is, no. I said I was a coward. Obviously. I was a coward and I slept with somebody who made me come, but that's it. And it was, and I was right. like, oh my God, I looked at her and I was not, a, I thought she was gross
1: yeah there it it is so the thing is the thing is you shared it you shared a moment but i had sex with her yes well hold on you you shared you shared a night together what i what i'm getting at is for you sleeping in the same bed for like another few hours waking up and doing like a (laughs) normal just a normal thing getting up putting your shoes on saying saying goodbye last night uh that was sweet i'll talk to you later uh you I mean, fucking ran out and <laughs> while she was in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. Um yep. again, non judgmental. Yeah. Um but the way your brain I works tried to be your friend and what do you do? Well the way my Fuck brain works uh probably fascinates you to no end as well. But that is uh I mean that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was, uh, honestly, just to be clear, I had a a lot of
0: problems back then. I was a confused individual and I was such an idiot. I was a 25, I was, this is, I was 26 years old. I was a 26 year old moron. had no clue what he was doing. I had a lot of mental health problems that were even worse than they are today. Like they're much better today. So I'm, I'm much more, I was also growing up and being stupid as fuck. I was an idiot and i thought that i was better than someone but yet i could sleep with them and then i could run off and be ashamed about it after the fact so no one could know about it really just you know what? i mean just the worst type of
1: way to treat someone you know what I think truly is also, just stupid no listen you okay i've known you forever i've i've never felt that you did anything uh maliciously uh i thought you were cool man the exact opposite and also what i I find to be crazy is over, over the years so many so many women so many uh girls that you know uh that whatever you're so you're one of these people that just makes everybody feel comfortable you've always done that and
2: i felt taken advantage I, of
1: so you ended up you ended up in odd positions anyhow yeah whatever Whatever. we're not talking about that shit but it was thing is i don't know how we got there oh because we
0: kissed it led to sex on screen
1: it just had so many experiences and i was like uh when someone's like hey how many people have you slept with and they they get all you know everybody gets upset you know when people have these conversations (laughs) it's like i don't know it's like i can count them on one hand or you know maybe two uh how dare you sir it's people have people have fucking wild experiences like i am thinking about that shit. like i don't even want to be thinking about it because uh you know now i've got a a new baby girl and it's like uh That's right. what do i do do i fucking lock her up in the house or do i let her go out and you know meet meet people with uh massive fucking uh, psychological problems. (laughs) Take advantage of her and then just run out on her. You know, I I don't know. Maybe she needs to deal with that. That's life, man. She's got to go with that. That's life. It sucks. Life is the experience that we all have. She's going to be just fine. She's going to figure it out. Actually,
0: you know, what's weird about you saying that uh, it's uncomfortable having the conversation about how many people we slept with. I I don't know why I started doing this, but maybe it's because I'm married now. Most I'm almost married. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like 70% married. Well, you're technically Uh, legally
1: well, I'm, we've never even had yeah. a celebration here. We we should have some like Well, I know cuz we're not married yet.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're mm-hmm. legally married, but we're not we're not married yet. We haven't done the whole thing with yeah, you know, you know, the spiritual, the romantic and spiritual and kind of ethereal aspect where you do share it with everyone else in the world and you tell everybody for the record. So that to me, that's part of being married. So that's why I say we're seventy percent married. Yes, we're yeah, legally married on paper, 70%. but the law, the law has never held much weight in my eyes. I've never been much for the law. I never appreciated what the law stands for. So I'm not going to let them dictate if I'm married <laughs> or not. But yes, we're for uh, legal purposes we are married, but maybe that's why I started making a list uh, on February 12th of the women I've slept with. I did. I just started like going, I wanted to go back in time. Like, okay, well, where did I go? How did this go? I'm not going to say anything about the women or give you a number on this show because I'm married now and I love my wife very much, but um, it was just interesting to go back in time. And you think about the mistakes you made, you think about, (laughs) you think about the way, the way you were and then the way it went down and you wonder like, Wow, I wonder what it was like from the other side. Like, was it a lot worse? And was it, I mean, like, did you have an experience where somebody left the encounter with you, with me? When someone left an encounter with me and was like, God damn it, that guy is a fucking scumbag. And that was just awful. I mean, I will never call that person again. You just don't know. Or you could be like, that guy had halitosis. I mean, he's fucking stunk. He didn't wear deodorant and he wasn't flossing his teeth. Who knows? Oh But man. these are the things I think about.
1: Wow, so. That's the thing, because women are actually so much classier when it comes to this shit like uh they're not classy when they're talking to their girlfriends or whatever they they'll, <laughs> oh they'll dish they'll dish hard but they will dish. god i i would fucking hate to be a fly on the wall and any i you know in order in order to improve yourself you need to like literally not know certain things you need oh, to really you know them inherently. You know them inherently. You were like, um, oh, okay. I was a fucking asshole that was whatever, really motherfucker. Or oh my god, I i was discussing I don't know what the fuck I did. Uh, but you I know it wasn't it, good. So <laughs> not knowing about that is fucking fantastic dicks. because you absolutely need to Use that to like improve yourself, but Jesus Christ, the guys that fucking never learn are the ones that like scare the shit out of me. Never When you're in your thirties, when you're in your thirties, and you've got a guy that's like, well, you know, I was doing this, and like she wouldn't fuck me. I don't understand. Like <laughs> you, when you're in your 30s, That's you hear sad, that man. Shit? Oh boy. I mean, when you're in your 20s, man, shit. when you're any age, you hear that shit is right. But no, yeah, there's a, there's
0: it's called human development. Holy yes, God. it's called human God. development. So Good if God. someone's saying something in their 30s that you might hear someone say they're 22, you're like, oh, boy, you're behind. It's actually <laughs> you know behind. I had a great I had a great conversation <laughs> with my supervisor at work, which actually it's not work. Well, it is work, but I don't get paid. So what do you call it? It's my labor. I do labor without being paid yeah that's what it's called yeah free I spend 30 hours a week trying to help people and You're i get zero free dollars free. and zero yeah. cents just like this show we do the show i love doing free it i do it because i want to do it i love doing the show we don't get paid for it but i love doing it I, it is fun it's fun to talk about what's going on with my oh yeah one of my oldest friends and we didn't informally. get into the fucking so, issues of the week god damn it i know that's the thing here is you blew we it we really wanted We got, well, you got really caught up on Eddie, Eddie Murphy, and you people, and that was good. It was a good diatribe. I hope so. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Eddie, anyways, you people sucks. And it, if you've seen it, you know why. By the way, I guess maybe we should have said spoilers before that. Hopefully you, nah, you would have realized nah, don't we were going to go it. into that, it.
1: That fucking movie is a complete. No, 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 fire. no.
0: I think you should watch it so you can be aware Actually, of true. what's going on right now in filmmaking. It is, it is a capsule.
1: It is a fucking perfect capsule of like. The, that's why I love movie making. Quote unquote, like political fucking argument that's being made from the liberal point of view like that is Mm -hmm. absolutely a perfect liberal movie it is yeah the fucking whole encapsulation of that thing it's what they are afraid of and what they think their problems are
0: yes that's why i love movie making luke because it captures time well, it's not accurate of every person in a society or a country or a fucking region, but it does capture a moment, and they put it on celluloid. I watched a movie the other day, and this is why I love going back and watching these movies. I watched fucking Runaway Train. You ever see Runaway Train uh, with John Voight and Air? When it came
1: out. You call it, when it in 1985. You saw it when it came oh. out. What? Uh, no, like in the nineties then. I watched it like on a VHS oh. tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it, yes, I just thought it so was did
0: I. way later than that. Is <laughs> nineteen? It, it was an eighty five film starring John Voight and Eric Roberts. That's how you know it's an old movie because Eric Roberts was co billing yeah. and like legitimately not the star. <laughs> yeah, or but either way, the fact that he was side by side with John Voight says it all because Eric Roberts became a total B movie bozo. But yeah, and John Robert. Oh my God, John Voight is on one in Runaway Train. This this is a, a Kira Kurosawa script, by the way. It says it in the opening credits. What screenplay by?
1: Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that weird? Wait That's a minute. Story. Was it was it a Japanese film first, and then became no, it's this, a, or did he? He was trying to make a movie. He screen. wanted to make. He
0: wanted to make the movie. He wanted to make a movie, but he couldn't get it made. And then he had to do another project. So it got taken over by this uh, Russian director, Andre something. I could look it up. But anyway, I'm just saying like it takes you to a moment in time. In 1985, it's a period piece of the time. It's not even trying to be a period piece. It's just from 1985. And it's just so cool to go see it as it is because they got this – New technology, and the reason I'm bringing this up too is because of the fucking train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which happened recently with the vinyl chloride spill. It was really apropos. I strongly recommend everybody, if you can find it, I had a copy, a digital copy myself, of Runaway Train directed by Andre Conchal Conchalovski Conchalovski Ski. Shit! Oh, I read that as an L. Konchalovsky. Andre Konchalovsky, written originally, screenplayed by Akira Kurosawa, and then it was redone by two other dudes starring John Voigt, Eric Roberts, and Rebecca De Mornay. It sounds like a shit cast, but John Voigt, this is a legendary John Voight performance, man. He just, he's like this famous. It's like that's such. Luke, you're going to love Runaway Train if you haven't seen it in a long time because it's got this uh, a socialist class warfare bent to it with John Voight as like this. Yeah. He's the prisoner's I mean, hero. You know, made, He's the prisoner's made by, hero. Made
1: by a Japanese man and uh, written by a Japanese man, directed by a fucking Russian. It's going to be fucking... There you go. It's going to be relevant. Yeah. John Void is like uh, the prisoner's hero. It's and on, it's on it's just, uh, watch free on Freevee. So I'm definitely... Uh, great. Doing that up right now. Yeah. Well, I can send you the digital oh, yeah. copy, too, and oh, you can yeah, just send watch it. the digital yeah. copy, man. Let's, let's, not, let's not take um, I But see the point being o- is they had this...
0: It's about a bottle runaway train, like it's it is, and it ends up being about a runaway train, and they have this whole system. The runaway train I just is within this too.
1: capitalism, right? I mean, come on, it's it's got to be an <laughs> allegory. It's got to be an no, allegory. No, it's not. That, I mean, the whole thing is like it is fucking like running towards like complete destruction. I think it's, I think it's more
0: about personal choices we make than capitalism actually. Which eh. you would think it would be that because they're prisoners and they've made decisions. But the point being is, they show this brand new system of the train operators, the uh, dispatchers. And the fact that we just had this train derailment and I was watching this movie, I had no idea that it would, this part of the movie was gonna be involved. And it's so detailed with this new system where we switch tracks and we can see it all on a big screen on this board. And and it made me wonder how the hell did that train derailment happen then? Are there dispatchers today? The one in East Palestine? Because uh, did it happen because somebody didn't pay attention? and it just fell off the tracks or did it happen because we've had deregulation in the railroad industry for decades and it's gotten so bad now that's why luke wanted to talk about this in december and we might have hinted at it briefly when the railroad strike was supposed to happen at the beginning of december of 2022 the railroad workers remember oh yeah and they were going to be forced back to work which i guess they did go back to work right they They didn't have a choice they did not And this is why they wanted to strike because these new the one thing, I'm not gonna get too in the weeds here, but pneumatic brakes. Pneumatic brakes have been deregulated and they're not readily available and they're not kept up to date on these trains. And this is one of the reasons the train derailment happened in East Palestine. Mm -hmm. And rebel workers everywhere said, yep, that's what we're fucking talking about. We're not talking about just our wages. We're talking about safety fucking precautions. And then you get vinyl chloride, which is a horrendous chemical, burned into the atmosphere, soaked into the whole area. Children with sore throats, shit in their lungs rashes animals dead everywhere and here we are it's just another day 2023 united states of america which died probably 35 years ago r.i.p united states of america they died roughly about 1991
1: oh my god but we there's um there's more to talk about with this um gotta go right now uh, let's, oh, you're on a time crunch. Okay. Well, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Was, we didn't even get the to the crunch. emails either. God, guys. We're gonna we're at least gonna, we're back. We're gonna do that. We're gonna get to the fucking too much Eddie Murphy. To the sorry about that. Emails. Sorry, guys. Um, we had to rip on Eddie Murphy. We did. Also so. been there's also been a there's been a blip here. Uh, Luke had a baby that that's really fair. Caused a couple of week uh, delay. So sorry. Everybody. Actually,
0: though, the funny thing is, like, we actually still would have we could have done a show and we didn't do it. You were actually ready. You're selling yes. yourself short. Even though he had a kid, he was ready to go prior to this, and we could have had a show before this. So Luke is being very modest and kind here. But, yes, we're back, folks. We're going to be doing the show regularly. Stick with us. Email us. We'll get all your emails on the next show. Mm -hmm. Hell, maybe we'll do another show later in the week. You know, who said? I mean, we got a lot to catch up on still. It's possible. We could do that. Michigan State murder, blah, blah, blah. More death. No gun change. Nothing changes around here. It's so sad. Yep. So, uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to close out the show with a song. You can leave, Luke. You can say goodbye. Thank you, brother love you everybody good to see you buddy good to love see you man talk to you later good luck with the baby bye-bye thank you there he goes luke Korol back so thanks everybody is a safe pod at gmail.com walking through Jerusalem anybody check this out you wore your boots last night mm. you kissed and held me tight yeah. you said you'd always be my Sing count, it, Tracy girl. Girl. but tonight you're
2: hanging out
0: good god uh by the way the things i said you know i was thinking about it if you're going to make a list of the women you've slept with in your life, your head is really up your own ass. I wasn't making the list to be like, look how cool I was. I was thinking I was thinking about how I just wanted to recall my life. Did you ever just have a lot of time go by and you're like, oh, shit, I'm starting to lose track of everything that happened. And I used to know it all really well. And that's it. I'm just I'm a fucking historical record guy, man. I love the historical record even of my own life and nobody else cares about my own life I do so I'm the historian of my existence and I love to mark it all down I keep a journal now I keep I do this thing called daily thoughts or no they're just called memories whenever I have a memory pop in my head I write it down in this notes I keep on my iPhone and I got like 800 of these they're just memories and I've probably done a few double dips by now because I can't keep track of it my database isn't organized on um, the notes app. Anyways, that's why I just wanted to clarify that. It's not about me being fucking, hey, I'm a man of conquest and I've had sex with blah, blah, blah. It's not about that. That's not who I am. I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. So I just, so you guys get to know me in case you don't understand me, you don't know me very, very well. I want you to know so nothing is misconstrued and taken off out of context. Of course, I'm sure somebody like a, our old pal Eric, shout out to Eric, I love you, buddy, maybe recorded that and he's going to take it and I- isolate it make fun of me and i should be made fun of that's why i do the show but it's great to be back love john scott never gonna forget him such a great friend (laughs) funny thing is i'm probably gonna see him this week it's not like he's dead i keep talking about him in such awful terms like we're gonna miss you we're gonna miss you so much so i figured since we made a friend i made a friend i'd like to start with or close the show with look at me i'm getting all confused and emotional here thinking about john scott Scott's plan was a beautiful rendition. In fact, I'm going to try to get Scott's plan on the show next time. I got to have that audio separated so we could always play Scott's plan as a tribute to him. But instead, since I made a new friend in John Scott over the last couple of years through this show, really let's close it out with lag wagons, making friends in the safe pod at gmail.com. Everybody. Thank you so much. Great to be back. We're going to be consistent now. Please believe me.
2: Goodbye. Circus comes to town, and I will rain on your parade without a sound. We will draw a crowd that's break breaking down. For one day, one day, one day, you graduate this class with honor. And I will never fail.